turn with me to Second Chronicles. First Samuel, Second Samuel, First Kings, Second Kings, Second First Chronicles, Second Chronicles. Hallelujah. First Kings, Second Kings, First Chronicles, Second Chronicles, Old Testament book. Joshua, Judges, Ruth. Amen. 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 Okay. Second Chronicles. Second Chronicles. A familiar passage of scripture, but we need to go a whole nother direction. In the name of Jesus, Second Chronicles, Second Chronicles. Go with me, go with me to, in the name of Jesus, the seventh chapter. And the seventeenth verse. The seventeenth verse. from the New King James translation as for you as for you ain't talking about nobody else my as for you if you walk before me as your fathers did your father David walked according to all that I commanded and if you keep my statutes and my judgments then I will establish the throne of your kingdom. 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 Hallelujah. As I covenanted, as I contracted with David, your father, saying, You shall not fail. Tell somebody, you shall not fail. From me and my descendants coming after me, we shall not fail to have a man as ruler in Israel or the place or the people of God. Father, in the name of Jesus, we give you praise and we give you the honor and we give you glory even right now, God. Bless, bless your word. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Thank God and amen. Amen. You may be seated. There is a sense or a spirit in the atmosphere that is trying to destroy and bring down the people of God. There's a spirit in the atmosphere where the devil thinks that if he can shake our very foundation of who we believe in and in whom we trust by circumstances and events that go on around us that somehow or another we will stop praising God that somehow or another that we will leave the foundation rock that we will somehow turn our backs if the devil can cause enough havoc and confusion 
in our lives. In fact, he believes that if he can multitask and multiplex and get combinations of us all upset at the same time, sometimes your prayer warrior is going through. Sometimes your pastor may be going through. Sometimes the choir members might be going through. And so the devil has decided that if I can come at you from many different directions, that somehow you'll become befuddled and confused about the situation and then back up and then stop giving God praise. Tell somebody the devil is a lie. Hallelujah, hallelujah. And I found that in today's age, in this spiritual warfare, that so many things are going on that that people have lost touch with God. I'm not beating up on anybody, but, but, but my millennials have lost touch with God. Millennials have questioned and, 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 and thought that because uh, God, they don't think that God is relevant in their lives. And I'm here to prove today that God is very much relevant. Uh, they, they, they think that the church no longer answers their questions when I want to tell them that the church is the foundation for every question that you need answered. That the church can fulfill your every need and desire. I'm trying to help somebody this morning and let you know that even though you come to look at me and to judge me, I tell you that there's another judgment that you're going to have to deal with. I got to tell somebody here that, that, that today is a day for, for making a turn or making a change in your life. Uh, I look at this, 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 this text and if I were to, to label it or put some type of title upon it, I would say, even if. Even if. I want to give credit to where credit is due. A sister by the name of, 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 of Barbara Roots has written a book, and a book titled Winning Through uh, Over Worry or Having Victory Over Worry. The last chapter of that book says, Even if. Even if. Uh, if I've got just a few prayer warriors in here, you already with me when I say, even if. We know that God is still going to get to victory. E e e even if nobody won't join in with me, if nobody going to praise him, if I got to praise him all by myself, I, I know that victory belongs to him. Even if I, I find myself uh, befalling upon all times of hard times and struggles and circumstance and situations, I know that at the end, God is working it out for my good. Even if nobody wants to praise God, he's still worthy. Even if the storm just keeps on raging, even if dark clouds are forming, even if my enemies are gathering, God is still worthy of the praise. 
He's worthy because I've been there, done that. He's worthy because when I was at my lowest, nobody but God showed up. Uh, when I was going through, nobody but God brought me out. When I was in darkness, nobody but God turned on the lights. When God, hallelujah, when God moves, he moves by the power of his might. Even if somebody need to make it plain even if the devil himself comes to take my soul God will stand before him you can do what you will but you can't touch his soul even if even if Listen, if, you, if you'll pray with me just for a few moments and, and deal with this Second Chronicles as it is the recording of the events that were going on after the kingship was established. David is now gone and Solomon is building the temple. It's a familiar passage and folk get all excited when they get to 714, if my people who are called by my name. They get all excited about that passage of scripture. And we shout and dance, but we don't know how we got there. Let me go back. Let me go back. We've preached this before from a historical perspective. We preached it in the natural and, and let people understand what the comparisons were. But now we've got to go a little bit higher and pe preach it from a spiritual perspective. Listen, back up with me, if you will, into the sixth chapter. And in the sixth chapter, somewhere around the 22nd verse. At the 22nd verse, it says, if, even if anyone sins against his neighbor and is forced to take an oath and comes and take an oath before your altar in this temple then God I want you to hear from heaven and act and judge your servants what he's saying here is that we understand that if somebody has been accused of something if somebody has, has an altar with their neighbor, he's saying, I want to come into the altar and plead my case before God. I want to prove my innocence. I want to prove my worth. I want to prove my fortitude. I, I want God to be my judge. You see, you can only do that when you know that you're living for the Lord. When you know that you've accepted God and received God as your personal Savior. You're asking Him to come in for divine intervention. Not to be judged by man, but I want God to, to judge me. I want, I want my Lord and Savior to judge me I don't need what the verdict or what the institutions of man have set up to say about me but as long as I know God has got my back as long as God is making me righteous as long as God knows he says I want you to hear and you be the judge verse 24 is or if somebody say if if your people are defeated before an enemy 
Now, now, don't get hung up on just fighting with folk. You see, you see, preacher, the problem is that we take this scripture and we think that it's talking merely about battles and people fighting against one another. I'm here to serve notice that there's more than one enemy. Look at the scripture again. It says, if an enemy, not a enemy, not the enemy, but an enemy, indicating that there's more than one. There's some enemies out there. There's some enemies that you got to deal with. You got to deal with the world. Come on, everybody in the world don't like you. There's, there's, there's some folk that's upset with you right now. You don't know why they're upset. You don't, and, and for most of us, we don't care why they're upset. But, 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 but I just need to let you know that's because of who you are and how you're trying to live and how you're trying to walk and the things that you're saying. I'm, I, there, there's some folk that's upset with you because you set a standard that they cannot keep up with. You set, you set a goal. You set a, a, a bar so high that they cannot achieve it because you are walking a little bit higher than them because God has lifted you. They don't know how you got there. They can't understand your problem. They can't understand what you've gone through. All they know is that somehow or another that you are living a little bit higher. In other words, you're supposed to be broken. You're supposed to be down. You're supposed to be defeated. You're supposed to be depressed. You're supposed to be sad. You're supposed to give up. You're supposed to give in. But how is it that you can come in here and give God praise and magnify his holy name when you're supposed to be defeated? Suppose says that it is a presupposition. The presupposition says that because of the facts and because of the things that are happening all around you, because of the things that are happening to you, the presupposition says we are presupposing that that these things are to take effect in your life. You are operating outside of the realm of where you're supposed to be. You have been lifted up higher. need to tell somebody I'm not gonna let my circumstance I'm gonna not let people hold me down I'm not gonna let sorrow and sadness make my mind be in a defeated mode I've got too much going on for me too many people have accepted what society has put on them. You got some enemies. You got some enemies. The enemies of the flesh. Sometimes the enemy comes from within. Yeah. Yeah. Because. Because we were made. In flesh. With the senses and the body. Of flesh. The mind and spirit. We are subjected. And we are. We, 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 we have a relationship. A cause and effect relationship with the senses yes yes things start happening and we start feeling 
Well, I, I think I need to move on here. I got some young people here. And we get caught up. And sometimes our pride gets in the way. Sometimes the pride of life and the lust gets in the way. And a lust of our eyes get in the way. Because we were created as sensual beings, we, we, we get caught up in our flesh. But this is not about being in flesh. The problem is that we have to have a mindset that will overcome what the body is trying to tell us to do. But my body does not control me, I control my body. Look here, he goes on, he goes on. He says in verse 26, in verse 26, he says, when the heavens, I like this. this this is probably my favorite when the heavens are shut up and there is no rain or there be no rain in some of your translations and there's no rain because they have sinned against you this prayer solomon is offering to god he's saying look here if the heavens are shut up and there's no rain because they sinned against you. He says, when they pray toward this place and confess your name and turn from their sins. All right. If they do all these things because you afflict them, he says, here in heaven. But not only just here. Watch this. Hear from heaven and forgive your servants your people israel and do something else he says and teach the reason this is my favorite is because he's not talking about rain listen let me go back and let you check it again he says if the heavens shut up and there is no rain he is not talking about h2o he is not talking about the formation of clouds where precipitation falls from the atmosphere if heaven is shut up first of all the clouds that are in the stratosphere are lower than where heaven is. So if you're getting something from the stratosphere, it's just a manifestation of the physical workings of the earth. But if heaven is shut up, which is high above the atmosphere, if you get let, let, let me go to point number two he says if you shut up heaven and there is no rain because they sin there is no correlation between sin and raindrops falling from the sky let me work with you a little bit further here if you allow me to go on just a little bit more he says he says now, if you pray toward this place, confess his name, and turn from their sin, he says, hallelujah. 
because of the reasons that I've afflicted you, he says, then hear from heaven, forgive their sins, your servants, your people, Israel, and teach them. Teach them what? Teach them what? Teach them the good way. Wait a minute. The good way of how to make rain fall from the sky? It can Has God taught anybody in here how to make it rain other than at the strip club? Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. I wasn't supposed to bring that up. Oh, 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 oh okay. All right, I, I'm sorry. Folk be trying to make it rain. I'm just saying. Well, 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 let me look at this. Let me look at this. So then, if, if God has not taught us how to make it rain in a physical manifestation, then he must be referring to a spiritual manifestation. Paul Morton wrote a beautiful song and opened up the floodgates of heaven and let it rain. We're talking about raining down from heaven. Then what rains down from heaven? It is the power of God that can rain down from heaven. It is the glory of God that rains down from heaven. It is the blessings of God. When praises go up, the blessings begin to come down. And what I want blessings to do is rain down from heaven. I want it to fall on me. I want it to fall all around me. When you are open up the floodgates of heaven and ask God to let it rain, He's saying, look here, God, 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 if, 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 if for whatever reason that, that, that my people have sinned against you and all of a sudden you stop blessing, hallelujah, you stop speaking, you stop making your blessings made manifest around me. Here's the solution for that. Hallelujah. If they confess the problem, brother. Is sometimes we don't want to get to a point of confessing to God. And not only confess, but if they turn from their sin because you've afflicted them. In other words, see, God have, don't have to do nothing to you. But when he just closes up heaven where the blessings stop raining down. Where his anointing stops raining down. When God's, God's favor stops raining down. When the glory of God stops raining down. That's problematic all by itself. And so, turn. Turn from the sins. And he says, I want you to hear, hear, and teach. We get back to this teach thing, and, and so then what is he going to teach? Since it's not physical, God, I need you to teach me how to make it keep on raining. I need you to teach me what it means to keep on praising your holy name. I need you, oh, you, you didn't hear that one. I need you to teach me that in spite of what I'm going through, to give you glory. 
I need you to teach me to trust you even in the darkest of times. I need you to teach me that I can depend on you and trust in you. And even when sometimes your answer is no, I need you to teach me that it is for my good. I, I need you to teach me that God, that whatever the circumstance is, I wouldn't be here if the circumstance had not dictated that I be here in this place at this particular time. Teach me. Teach me, Holy Ghost. Teach me, Spirit. Teach me to trust you. Teach me to love you. Teach me. He, he goes on and says, and if there's a famine in the land, I, I, I need you to understand what Solomon was really trying to get over. He says, teach me, teach me, teach me. If there's a fam famine in the land, he says, and, and pestilence and blight and mildew. You know how mildew do. All of a sudden, you just walk in the bathroom, daddy. It just kind of creeps up on you. You got some people that just kind of creep up on you. You got some spiritual things that just kind of creep up on you. Ah, from stagnant water, some mildew and blight. You got some stuff that just kind of just, just shows up and gnaws at you. There's some pestilence and plagues. And you see, and if you let mildew stay around long enough, you'll get sick. Now, dare I say, can, can I go ahead and say it? You got some moldy mildew folk around you. That if you stay around them long enough, you the one that's going to get sick. He says, whatever plague or whatever sickness there is, he says, whatever prayer that is or supplication that is made, he says, by your people, he says, here's what I want you to do. If I get sick and I fall because I've got some mildew around me, because I got some things that I didn't see coming. In other words, there was a microbiologic warfare going on that I didn't see, and it creeped up on me. Oh, right now, I don't know about somebody in here. I don't know if you caught the news. They, they didn't tell you, stop, stop eating the lettuce for a minute. Why? Because there's some microorganisms in it that we found out that's making people sick. Looks good. Oh, we got some people that look good. And you're wondering why you're not blessed. You're wondering why you're not coming up. You're wondering why you're not coming up. It might be the mildew that you got around you. I'm sorry. I, I, and so, and so, when you go down, as he says, then when you, when when they pray and turn toward and pray toward this temple, God hear not only hear but forgive, and give according to their heart. Now you come to God, you're going to have to be sincere. Let me hurry through this. He says you got to come and you got to be sincere. He says because I'm going to bless you according to your heart according to what's real on the inside according to how you really really what you really think about me and how you really worship me 
He says more over in 32. He says more over concerning, hallelujah, concerning the foreigner. Concerning my associates. Folk that come in around me. God, I, I, I want you to hear and do all that they ask. I, I, I need you to do something for them so that they may know that you are God. That they may get an understanding. If they come around me, they need to understand that you need to be like me. And you need to walk with me. And you need to go with me and trust God, the God whom I serve that is all around and above me. And so when the foreigner, there are going to be some foreign people or some foreign things or some unfamiliar things that come to you, you need to check it by whether or not they know how to praise God, whether they know how to pray to God, whether they know how to walk in the statutes of God. That's how you check the stuff that is around you. 34, he says, when the people go out against the battle, when they go out and battle against their enemies, he says, where have you sent them? If they get captured and they, they're, they're taken away and all of that, he says, hear from heaven their prayer and their supplication and maintain their cause. In other words, what he just says is, listen, sometimes you know what, you're going to be in a fight. Sometimes you're not, it's not a physical fight, but it's a spiritual fight. Sometimes you got to fight the water company, the electric company, the gas company, the credit card company. You got to fight the IRS. You got to fight. There's sometimes you got to fight. You got to go up to the school and you got to fight. You got to deal with people in the school and you got to deal with people on the street. You got to fight. Sometimes you got to go to court and you got to fight. But see, your battle is not with the individual that's sitting in the courtroom. Your battle is really with the one that brought that individual to the courtroom in the first place. Your battle is really with the enemy that is living in that individual. And so you got to fight the enemy that's within that individual. And so if you go, before you even get to the courtroom, you already in the battle with the one who is greater than anybody in battle. When you are, when you are going before your court and your judgment, you know that your judgment is already with the judgment of God. And so you don't have to worry about what's happening in the courtroom. You go before the Lord and say, God, fight my battles. Give me my cause. Give me my cause. He just, and finally, find the seventh thing that he says. He says, when they sin against you, and, 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 and you come and you become angry and you deliver them into the hands of the enemy and they take them captive off to a faraway land hmm. yet when they come to themselves look at your neighbors and neighbor get yourself together When you come to, I can't make you. Ain't nobody gonna push you. Nobody is gonna press you. You gotta get this thing together for yourself. When you come to yourself and finally realize it ain't about you. It's not you that's got the power. You need power that's greater than you. It's not about you. It's about God who's in you. It's not about you. It's about the God that's above all things. Get yourself together. 
after all. Yeah, but you, you, you made it all the way to this point and you ain't together yet. And so it's got to be something greater than you. In the name of Jesus. Maybe I better leave that alone. I don't want y'all out here duking it out in the parking lot. Because somebody told you, you know, you need to get it together. Maybe we need to go into prayer about that right now. He says, he says, when they repent and make supplication. Repent and make supplication. You got to turn away from this. And make supplication is that deep inward heart prayer. Make supplication. He says, in the land of their captivity. And no, no, he says, in the captivity. He says, wherever you are. Sometimes you get carried away into the land of drugs sometimes you get carried away into the land of grief sometimes you get carried away into the land of sorrow sometimes you get carried away into the land of depression sometimes you get carried away into the land of anger where you're just mad at everybody about everything in fact in most days you don't even like yourself you and sometimes you get carried away and so much stuff he says but when you come to yourself when you finally figure out that your arms are too short to box with God when you finally figure out that I've got to give it over to the master put it in the master's hand when you finally figure out that there is an anointing there is a palm in Gilead there's a healing there's a healing grace and a salve that God can put upon me when you finally figure out that it's because of the blood of Jesus even if you are going through in the midst of your captivity even if you are still fighting in the battle even if your court date has been set in the future even if the doctor gives you bad news even if you got to go to your hospital bed even if you got to deal with unbelievers all around you even if you're going through you still give supplication and turn to God and God will lead you out of your captivity he will bring you out of your sorrow oh in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus let, 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 let me give you this little thing and I'm gonna, I got to close with this because because we got some news the other day you know you know we were, we were doing a renovation and, and getting our monies together and talking to the banks and talking to the credit union and all of that and the credit union came back with this this, this horrendous offer it's an offer but it's not what we wanted and one of the things that they said was that well the people might be excited now about the renovation and we see that your giving pattern is wonderful it's, it's, it's good but maybe two or three years from now if you take out this large loan they won't be as excited anymore they will trickle off and they won't do what they need to do so therefore we're not going to give you 
all of what you're asking for. And my, my, my response to that, as I was talking with the individual that, that gave me the news, my response is, doesn't that work if you're going to use that philosophy the same way? That I believe that with the renovation and the excitement of people seeing the manifestation of what God can do, that they will increase, the people will increase, and we will do more than we've ever done before. But that's all right if you can't see it, even if you don't agree with me, if you can't see the God that is within me, if you don't know how God has blessed us, oh, you just don't know the story about no heat in the church, no water in the church. Sometimes the light was getting ready to get cut off, and but yet and still God said, I'm going to make a way out of no way if you just believe. Do I have some believers in here? You don't know. You don't know the person who donated that $3,000 by themselves. You don't know the person that donated $1,000 by themselves. You don't know what God has in store. If you think you can hold us down, if you think you're going to hold us back, if you think that we're going to give up, if you think that just because you said no, I still yet hear another voice. That voice says yes. That voice says fight on. That voice says trust me and believe and know that I'm going to work it out. If you just keep my statutes, if you just walk in my way, you will be blessed and you will sit on the throne forever. Tell somebody we sitting on the throne. And we passing this throne down to our descendants. Our children will be blessed. Their generation will be blessed. And the generation after that gonna be blessed. We in the name of Jesus. If we all I got, if mm, hallelujah, whatever comes our way, we're gonna make it. Hallelujah. Father, in the precious name of Jesus, Lord, as we open up the doors of the church, Lord, we thank you for being God teaching us that this is a spiritual warfare that the blood of Jesus covers us that every price that needed to be paid was paid on Calvary yes he suffered hung bled and died for us and so God standing in that understanding Lord we know that we can do nothing less than be victorious. We know that because that Jesus is our Lord, that Calvary, Calvary placed all of our transgressions on him 
and now God we have turned from our evil and wicked ways and God all we ask is that you now hear from heaven that God you attend unto our prayer and that you bless our land in the name of Jesus amen amen the door of the church is open the door of the church is open